up everyone uh, this is episode 36 half the story podcast and happy saint patrick's day 2022 um we are back took a little break last week um got a little little too busy these past couple weeks um still still uh still battling the neck issues a little bit but feeling feeling better we're out of the woods i think as the kids say um, but yeah, I think I just needed a, a week off and, uh, I got something right there. Okay. Um, needed a week off and had family in town. Um, so that was really nice. Uh, but yeah, a couple of weeks ago we, uh, went, me, Christy and our friend Ben went to, uh, Appleton, Wisconsin. And we've never been to Appleton, Wisconsin. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, we've never been to Appleton, Wisconsin, um, and it's it's a decent sized town. Um, I think there's maybe a, a seventy five thousand people or something like that in the town. But uh, it's a little north of Milwaukee. It's a little, you know, it's a little north if you know what I mean. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, so we went there and we saw Brian Callen uh, live in person at this comedy club. Um, Early show was sold out, so we had to go to the uh, late show, which I I think it started at 10, maybe. And mind you, this place is an hour, hour and a half away, and we didn't, we didn't end up staying the night. So we got there. We went out to eat before the show and got our whole meal comped because they forgot about us. But we were fine. We needed to kill time anyways. Um... Then we go to the the venue in Appleton, and it's called the Skyline Comedy Club. Um, shout out to them. As Brian said in a set, there's no skyline to be found in Appleton, Wisconsin. And uh was a bit different vibe than we were, um, I guess, hoping for or expecting in a comedy club. Um, so we get there, and it looks like it's in kind of like an old German like house that you'd see in Germany that's like three levels that has like a a bar on one level and then like a motel at the top kind of so it kind of looked like that Bavarian vibes a lot of Bavarian vibe um but yeah I think the bottom floor is a brewery or something and then the only way up to this comedy club when you were going in at least was to wait in line and then take the one elevator that goes up to the third floor. And, uh, that's how you got in. Um, because the show before us was letting out and they were going down the stairs. So we get there like, I don't know, 15 minutes before the doors open and we're standing in line. Uh, already kind of weird that we have to take the elevator up, but whatever, we'll get, we'll get past it. Then we noticed uh, we were standing there and a couple of people were filing out from the, the previous show. And one dude, I'd probably say he's in his early, like early 50s, maybe late 40s, like had his buddies, like both hands, like around his buddies, like slurring his words, walking out, like just ham sauced and uh, super drunk. So we knew <clears throat> it was going to be kind of interesting um we knew it was going to be an interesting time like i said appleton's kind of up north and it gets a little up north there um 
it's a little I don't know how to say this like a little Trumpish area kind of country up there you know the more of the small town vibe um, crowd um, like drive your trucks to the show and um, you got an extra bottle or a cup so I can spit out my cha or my chew and uh, that kind of crowd so kind of you know more white um, that kind of crowd so anyways we're there we're like we're looking around we're like well, we might be like the youngest like people here and like maybe the most dressed up people here and I was I don't even, I think I was just wearing a t-shirt so I don't even know how you can be less dressed than that but I felt overdressed um, so anyways we go up the we've pack in the elevator like sardines and we go up to the third floor for the comedy show we get there we get our tickets or we show them our tickets and then they're like all right here's your seat so they place us like left our left of the stage about three quarters of the way back and then there's this giant like support beams there's like three of them like in a row down the aisle kind of down the aisle like all like perfectly positioned where you can't see the stage um so that was interesting to start so yeah we sit down could barely see the stage and then this dude this guy and his um probably his girlfriend i hope i hope they're not married but this guy and this girl sit in front of us and if you've never been to a comedy club they like the tables at a comedy club are like um, bar stools, pretty much like a circular bar stool. That's what they call a table. And then there's chairs around it. So we kind of share this bar stool with them. And they're sitting like we're sitting here three, three in a row. And then the other two up in front of us. And our server comes around. She gets us drinks and stuff like that. And then the two people that sit in front of us, apparently the server is one of their sister, the girl's sister. Um, I guess they were married because he said, that's my sister-in-law. That's the waitress or whatever like that. So, okay, whatever. And then, so the show goes on or the show starts. And like, I guess before the show starts, let's back up. Uh, we were looking at the uh, drink menu, and there was, like, all, like, the normal drinks, the cocktails and stuff like that. And, like, up in the right-hand corner with, like, big, like, fireworks and, like, you know, a little bit of zazz, you know. It was, like, the Badger, and it was, like, the probably their, like, signature drink. But it was pretty much, like, 151 Everclear, like, rum, vodka, all that stuff mixed with, like... A splash of cranberry juice or something like that so it's pretty much like a uh i don't know a jungle juice pretty much is what it sounded like and we're like oh dude we should get that and they're like nah i don't want to get too crazy but then so we're sitting there we get our drinks and they we got some moscow mules and for sure they just put sprite and vodka and called it a moscow mule but we'll let that one slide for now and but then the guy in front of us he got the badger drink so he was he was ready to party like fully ready invested and the drink came out and it was like dark red like some um cool potion or something from uh a movie or something like that and we're like oh dude that must be the badger because it was like 
it kind of had some theme music to it when it when she set it down on the table kind of like like i don't know like kind of like an intense drumming going on but uh like a jumanji like you knew like oh i better not start drinking this because we don't know what will happen after i'm done drinking it kind of thing so we're like oh dude he got the he got the badger drink and uh anyway so then the show starts this this kid in front of us he's probably 22 to 26 male and he finishes his drink pretty quick i don't have the exact time on it but then his sister-in-law comes around and he they're like oh get us some shot rumplement shots i think which is another kind of potent um beverage to be consuming following um the badger as they say so they get like a couple rounds of shots of rumplements and uh the show's going on and the kids being like so stupid like so annoying um and like laughing like you know so when you're at any kind of event or public event and like someone's being so stupid and making a fool of themselves you know how it's kind of funny like the first like minute or two and you're like oh dude this guy's so drunk like it's kind of funny but then like after like a couple minutes you're like okay this is kind of uh, like okay well good like and then after like 30 minutes 40 minutes you're like oh man just get me i just i would rather just leave or someone come get this guy that was the kind of situation we were in and we were only i mean i was close enough that i could you know touch the back of his head with my hand well backhand but uh yeah he got like really belligerent junk and uh was just yelling out stuff and being stupid and it was it made for a a less than desirable show on our ends because we were like literally um the closest people to him in the venue and he was just being drunk and stupid and like you know when someone like is trying to be funny and they like make a joke even though it's not funny and then they look like to see if anybody's like laughing like he would do that after like it was like he was the comedian but no one was laughing at him so we'll keep it full circle though we'll keep it full circle um yeah so that was our experience at uh the comedy club in appleton i'll probably probably won't make the trek back unless there's someone super special there playing but uh yeah i don't know it was interesting to say the least um yeah probably one wasn't one of my favorite shows uh not because of the comedians per se but because of the crowd or the vibe we should say it wasn't really our vibe so i don't know if we're bougie or if we're just i don't know it was kind of like being at uh like the stands of like a uh college football game and everyone's drunk and yelling and being stupid it was like that but like at an adult type thing so shout out to that guy hopefully that chick didn't marry him but it sounded like she did because it was he said that's my sister-in-law which man i can't imagine if my if my wife or if i did that in front of my wife i would feel and I've, look, everyone's done stupid stuff. I've done a lot of stupid stuff, but I wasn't married yet, usually. And if I do get stupid drunk or anything like that, I'm usually not in public. But that's only like once or twice a year. 
and that's on accident usually. So, um, yeah, I don't know what that guy's doing nowadays, but uh, probably won't make it back up to Appleton for the show. Uh, um, so, uh, yeah, this past weekend, it was really nice out. We had family over, Christie's family, whole family came up. Had a full house, full tummies, full hearts, as they say. And uh, it was just a lot of fun hanging out with uh, her family. And we pretty much didn't do anything except for eat and sleep and kind of lounge around and made a little bit of furniture for the house, a little shelf for our uh, TV stand and receiver and stuff like that, a little corner shelf, a little Amish shelf. Um so yeah, it was nice just hanging out, grilling and chilling and catching up with the fam. It's their first time being here since we moved in. So um, yeah, it was good. It was a lot of fun. Um, no drunk guys yelling around or anything like that. But I was also thinking the other day, like, uh, I don't know what made me think of this, but um, we've been kind of, me and Christy have been kind of talking about this a little bit. Um, like how weird it is sometimes like judging people or life circumstances or I don't know, just the inequalities in the world and stuff like that. But, uh, I was thinking back the other day, I don't know why I thought about this, but, um, and this isn't weird at all to think about, but like the one time, I'm not going to say the one time. But one of the times where I felt like, I don't even know what the word is. Je ne sais quoi is what they say when they when you don't know what the word is. But we were going to these hot springs in Oregon called Bagby Hot Springs. And when we got there, like, there was a few, there was like four tubs in a row. And they were like just natural hot spring tubs, like wood, cedar, like, hot tubs pretty much and there's like people naked in these hot tubs like around other people and uh and i was like oh like and you had to kind of wait your turn until the other people got done soaking and then you jumped into this tub um, where they were just soaking but uh yeah i remember like that was my first time around any like naked people really like it wasn't even in public space it was in like uh, a forest kind of or it was in a force. It was like a mile and a half hike to get there. But, uh, and then like we got, we had like our, like some trunks on and stuff like, and we sat there and then like, we're like, oh, let's, t-, you know, toss them. And it was like really, uh, I don't know what the word is. Um, but like when you're naked, you don't feel like, like everything's out there. You know what I'm saying? Everything, everything's out there. Everyone's kind of equal. Everyone, you know, you don't have an iWatch on or an Apple Watch. You don't have um, some Louis Vuittons or some Nikes on. You just got your skin and your hair on. and uh, Or some people don't even have hair, too, so they just got their skin. But uh makes you feel like, uh, I don't know, I, I feel like because uh, we like talked to the guy next to us in the hot tub, I remember, and we were just chatting like, like there's nothing to hide because there wasn't really. It was like uh, I don't know what the word is, but if you ever get the chance to do something like that, um, definitely do it. 
<clears throat> because it it's kind of liberating in a way but also it like kind of brings you um that we're just flesh and uh and uh we're just people and um everything can kind of be stripped away at once and then all you're left with is yourself but uh yeah i don't know why i thought about that the other day but um i feel like if you if you want to feel something different or want to like experience a different perspective on something go out and find a uh, a hot spring and skinny dip in it when other people are around because uh, there's nothing like talking to a stranger when you're naked and they're naked and uh not like weird like that but uh there's just like nothing to hide and there's like i don't know i don't know how to say it but you know everything's all my chips are on the table, as they say. So, yeah, if you ever get a chance, try it. Definitely try that. I'm all, we're always kind of, me and Christy kind of talk about this too. We're always trying to, I don't know if the words chase the rabbit, but uh, we're always wanting to try something new. And I'm not going to go, like, rob any banks or, like, start doing math or anything like that. But anything that we can do to kind of think think about things different or um appreciate things different or just try new things whether it be food or experiences or i don't know anything to make you um get out of the day-to-day because you know when you're working when you're when you're working the nine to five they say and you're in the rut of it week in week out and you're kind of living for the weekend which is easy for everyone to do um I feel like we forget a different about a, you know a different part of what's out there in life and what uh, I don't know we just we forget about things and I think uh, it's easy to get comfortable and easy to uh, you know just do what we keep doing but uh, I think it's also good to you know shift your focus um, try something new whether I mean if you try some new food that's a that's a whole new experience in life and. Uh, that can be just, you know, trying some new food could be just as life-changing as traveling abroad. I think so. And, uh, you know, or going to, you know, a comedy show or going to a concert can be just as life-changing as going to college for four years, you know. You kind of get what you put into it. Or going backpacking for two, two or three days can be just as life-changing as... I don't know, getting a promotion or something like that. But you know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> let me know what you think um, about that. If what you're trying to do in your life to kind of shift your focus or, you know, try and think of new perspectives or new things or new goals or new ambitions, um, you can always hit the hotline. The number is 414 yeah, I probably just rambled on a bunch, but uh, I don't know if it makes sense. But uh, let me know what you think. So a lot's been uh, lots been going on in the sports world. Uh, March Madness started today. NCAA basketball started their tournament today. I haven't watched any college basketball. I'll probably try and catch up with the tournament this week, this weekend. Um, hopefully see some upsets. Shout out to Iowa, and I think Iowa State's in it as well. 
And uh, shout out to NFL, too, because NFL is heating up. It's getting spicy. And uh, NFL is really a year-long sport now. You got As soon as the season ends, you got free agency. You got retirement. You've got the draft. You've got a camp starting and all that stuff and trades and all that stuff. So, you, I mean, you never really get a break. And a lot of, team, a lot of people moving teams. Aaron Rodgers is back in Green Bay for the next couple of years at least. Um, Russell Wilson got traded to the Broncos. You know, some big names moving around. And, uh, yeah, it's always – free agency is always fun because uh, you always wonder what if or what could when your team gets a player. And the cool thing about it is usually we get to find out um, in the fall of – you know, but uh, usually free agents, if you're getting someone as a free agent, which means their contract ends and they choose to go wherever they can choose to go to any team they want because their contract ends. Um, they usually have a pretty good impact, but it's not like, you know, it's like, uh, what's the word? Oh, it's like cake. You know, the team's the cake. The free agents could be the icing, you know. It's not, you know, it's not the cake, it's not the foundation, but they can be some sprinkles on some icing. So, um, yeah, NBA play, NBA is heating up. The playoffs will be starting here before we know it next month. Um, really excited about that, and uh, starting to feel better with my shoulder, my neck. Still going to the chiropractor once a week, getting adjusted, cracked out. And uh, slowly getting a little bit better. So, man, it's just been so nice the last couple of days because it has been nice out. And uh, <clears throat> it's nice having somewhere to sit outside. We've got a chair. So it's nice to sit out in the chair and uh, get some sun. <clears throat> I'll take Walter out there and just I'll plop him right on my lap and he'll just, I think he stares in the sun, which is probably bad for his eyes, but. He enjoys it, so. Um, yeah, it's, I'm excited. Christy's making a uh, St. Patrick's Day meal. You know, I think uh, braised short ribs and uh, potatoes and some cabbage and stuff like that. So that is uh, that is exciting for tonight. And uh, I think we I think we'll get to a few calls here. We had a few this week. I haven't listened to these yet. I saw saw the highlights, the Sports Center highlights on these calls, but let me get these bad boys up and running quick. All right, here's the first call. We'll take this call. Hey, Andy. Today I just wanted to call and talk and share my feelings about what is known as the Ninja Warrior Academy nowadays. What these are basically based off of, for those of you that are unfamiliar, a training center for American Ninja Warrior, which is just a terrible... American Ninja Warrior is a show, a TV show. Okay. Well, reboot of the Battle of the Network Stars, but unfortunately we don't get to see Linda Carter running through the obstacle course. Linda Carter or... President Carter would be cool, too. Go on. 
what it really boils down to for these things, also known as my gymnastics gym is failing, is they set up these obstacle courses for prepubescent children to run around and gain skills in the area of nothing. <laughs> Dude, that is I mean, life has obstacles, though. you got to admit that. And sometimes life will throw you an 18-inch curb that you got to jump over. Sometimes you got to do uh, monkey bars to a overpass, you know. That's life. We had these when I was growing up. They were called the school playground. Take a look at one of these places. They're exactly the same. Monkey bars, check. Jungle gym, check. A tower that's just a little bit too high and unsafe to jump off of, check. But they pad everything just leading to the pussification of America. <laughs> oh, we threw out the P word. It makes me sick how they have taken these free social atmospheres that we could find in our schoolyards, remove them, and put them into a paywall-protected pseudo-gymnasium. If they really want to train our children to be ninja warriors, throw them all in with a bunch of swords, some throwing stars, a couple of dart guns, let them go all Hunger Games up on their ass, For and real. when they're done, you get your free death certificate, excuse me, participation certificate, and the one that wins gets all the glory. Think of these places. Keep up the good work. Honestly, if you think about it, American Ninja Warrior is kind of cultural appropriation because we didn't come up with, there was no American Ninja Warriors that was stolen. But yeah, no, he, this guy makes some valid points um, because, you know, honestly, it is just a, a jungle gym with um, pads. Um, someone put some two by fours up with a little bit of, you know, drywall and then throw in a couple ladders and um, a couple rings and monkey bars and stuff. And yeah, we need to get back to putting those outside because that's where, that's where I grew up on the playground. And, uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, I looked at this place. I think this gentleman is referring to, I looked at it and it was for a membership, on this place, I think it was quite, it was more than you'd expect. I don't know the exact numbers um, on the cost of the membership, but they weren't giving it away. I'll say that. So, and that's another thing I too, I hate. <clears throat> it's like sometimes I'll be looking at gyms in the past and you'll go on their website and I'm like, oh, inquire about the member pricing. And it's like, dude, just put the member pricing on the website. I don't want to inquire about the pricing. I don't need you to tell me about the pricing. I just need to, I know how to Google this, Google search this um, gym. Just put the monthly pricing on. What are they trying to hide? Are they giving other people better deals? Like, why not keep it, you know? Because when you go there, they're like, well, for a couple, you guys can save an extra $5 a month if you sign up as a couple but that'll be 350 a month and it's like dude just tell me that i wouldn't have came down here no but i agree that if i was to go into business i would not go into the american ninja warrior academy business if we've learned anything about uh network tv is you shouldn't base a business around it 
and um, that show will only go on to, uh, you know, for as long as it will, and then it'll die. And then people, you know, you know, will still be doing the American Ninja Gems and stuff like that. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe this next generations of uh, kids will be more into that sport. I don't know if there's a lot of money into it, um, but I know you can get on TV and we'll do a wipeout. Speaking of that, um, why don't they get more gems like uh, the MXC show back in the day that was on Spike TV? I think it was like a it was an Asian show, but it was pretty much like Ninja Warrior, but it was kind of funny. They just had like non-athletic people do it and uh you just watched it for the wipeouts and uh make a gym like that too okay but also get your kids in jujitsu because those are the real ninjas out there um shout out to sear valley uh, bjj and uh all those assassins there so um yeah don't take your kid to a uh, you know an academy where they learn to uh you know, do jungle gym stuff, take them somewhere where they learn how to choke some people out, you know, or do some leg locks or, you know, escape a robber or something like that. So, um, good call. Good call. Sparked a lot of, you know, thoughts in my mind about different things, but, uh, um, check out American Ninja Warrior, um, weeknights on NBC at uh, 7 PM. All right. Thank you. All right. Next call here. Let's get to it. Hello, uh, yeah, I uh, would like to express a few of the points made about the Nards from the uh, socialist who called. And he's uh, calling in regards, I think, uh, last episode of the episode before, we had a shocking discovery about um, the, the malpractices of Menards. Uh, so you'll have to go back and listen. Earlier, a uh, couple rebuttals. One, uh, turnstiles are American. Uh, we need order in this country, and if you don't like order, you don't like one in, one out, you don't just leave. Just leave. Uh, I mean, that's kind of aggressive. There is no point for the turnstiles at Menards unless you are getting on a roller coaster. This is, this is America, and we like order, you socialist. Number two, number two, this is number two. Uh, who doesn't like to eat beef jerky while they're on the toilet? I tell you who, a freaking communist. Third. Dude, I bet those people eat jerky on the toilet. Uh, DeWalt, communist. Uh, Makia, communist. Ryobi, communist. Uh, so yeah. Third, uh. <clears throat> Dude, this is coming from a guy who drives a Toyota, probably. Anyways, go on. Or fourth, I don't even know. Uh, but... Who doesn't like looking for stuff? Oh, my God. You want the government to tell you where to find things? Freaking get out in there and, and, and look for things. And furthermore, I think you're a communist. You were just someone who wants shirtless men rolling around on ice so their nipples get all hard. Clearly, clearly communist. I would like you to refrain from using the word ice on them titties. I was offended. Uh, all of America was offended. Um, and, uh, fifth and sixth, uh, you, you're... Well, hold on. Hockey is a Russian sport, too. So I'll say that. For Biden? You got the jab? 
Jesus H, man, do you even bleed red, white, and blue? Uh, yeah. So, uh, I don't even know if I'm going to listen to this podcast anymore. Uh, because you really, uh, you've just stirred some things up in me. The eagle of the heart's flying. Uh, and, you know, I don't know, man. Uh, I- I'm going to call Spotify, uh, get you off of here. Uh, it's just, it- it's not okay. I'll take my answer offline. Hey, was that, <laughs> was that Tucker Carlson after a few beers? Okay, a lot to uh, lot to digest there. And if you do cut me open, I do uh, I do not bleed red, white, and blue. I will admit that. I've said it many a times before that if you cut me open, I bleed red curry, you know, and with a little bit of sweet potatoes coming out too. So, uh, yeah, I, that guy was definitely drunk. So we'll take another call. I don't know really how to respond to that, but. Uh, Good thing about this country is you can listen if you want, and uh, you can call into this hotline if you want. The number is 414-214-0372, even if you don't like to. Okay. Let's hear another one coming up. Hey, Andy. I wanted to know if you've found any good breweries in Milwaukee yet. Uh, I've heard Eagle Park is pretty good. Um, Milwaukee's obviously known for beer. I was told that when the Great Chicago Fire happened, they cut all of their prices on beer for a couple of years to make sure that none of the Chicago breweries could keep up with the Milwaukee breweries, and thus why they're actually known for it. Um, anyway. Wait, hold up. Let's hear that one more time. Chicago breweries could keep up with the Milwaukee breweries, and thus why they're actually known for it. Huh. Um, okay. Anyway, why do you think it's frowned upon to buy a growler at a brewery and then drink it? I know we used to do that. It's basically just a pitcher, right? Okay. First question, any good breweries in uh, Milwaukee? <clears throat> to be honest, we haven't been to many um, breweries. We've been to Good City Brewery. We've been to Lakefront Brewery. And I think that's it. Um, but, yeah, we've uh, Milwaukee's got some good beer. Wisconsin does. One thing, they got, um, they got good liquor stores here and beer stores. And luckily, right down the street from us, less than a mile, is uh, Raised Liquor. Shout out Raised Liquor. Um, when you walk in there, there's probably over – two to three hundred different styles of beer and their um, liquor section, wine section is out of this world as well. Then you got Total Wine, which is is, is the Costco of beer and alcohol, um, which has everything in the that's legally for sale um, that they can put their hands on. So, yeah, I haven't been to too many breweries here. Um just because it's been too good to, you know, honestly, to go to the liquor store and, you know, kind of look at beers that you want to buy and it's cheaper and like to enjoy them kind of throughout the week at night. Um, so I'll let you I'll let you know about that. Um, I think the second question was it. Um, anyway, why do you think it's frowned upon to buy a growler at a brewery and then drink it? Yeah, I remember doing that back in the day, and it was more than frowned upon. They they told us we couldn't do that. 
And I don't know, man, it seems kind of like, it seems kind of like a bad idea if you ask me, because <laughs> like you sell someone a growler, like, um, most places, if you buy in bulk, it's cheaper. You, it's called a restaurant and they have things called pitchers, like you said, um, that you can buy beer in that, you know, it's like four or five beers. You would think they would let you drink your growler in the brewery because it'll get you more drunk and then you're buying more, you know, product. And, you know, I don't I don't know what the, you know, that would be a good question. If anybody knows, hit the hotline, 414-214-0372. But, yeah, I've always, uh, I don't know why they do that. Like, we want you to not spend time more time here where you could, if I go to a, a brewer and I drink, a couple growlers. If I drink one growler, I'm probably going to either drink a second growler or buy a growler to go or buy some appetizers. So, but instead they say buy this growler and get out. I mean, if I was a brewery, I would consider, you know, either doing growlers or, you know, or giving a growler without a cap on it and saying this is a, this is uh, for here growler or they said to go growler. And maybe they charge a dollar more for that here growler or something like that. But, you know, then you can drink it with your buddies and stuff like that. So good questions. I'll keep you abreast on the um, the brewery scene here as I continue to explore. All right, we got one more call here. Hey, Andy. Calling in response to the caller last week who was asking why goalies in the hockey aren't really fat. Why don't they just take a really huge kid and cover up the whole goal? Well, I think hockey fans are going to say that they have to have agility and stamina, athleticism. Stamina. He doesn't have stamina. Block shots that could go between their legs. But I just did some Google research and it said that a set of pads cost $10,000. Jeez. That's more than I would have uh, guessed, um, to be honest. That's a lot. I was like, holy crap. So that means that if you're like a triple XL, you're going to have to get some custom-made gear to cost even more. And Dude, I'd be getting custom-made gear if I was goalie anyways with some cool pinstripes on it, you know? People get the custom stuff all the time, you know. Spend a spend a little money on your stuff. Get you a little custom, you know. Put some rhinestones on the outside or something. Get you something nice. And if you have a overweight kid or something, are you going to spend that much money to get them into sporting events? And if you do, you know, you're probably not going to have enough money to keep feeding them as much as you would need to to keep up that size that you need. Yeah, it is a beast. Uh... I mean, it is hard to gain weight sometimes when you're in sports and hard to keep it on, you know. Some people can gain weight and never keep it off, and some people can't gain weight, you know, especially if you're doing sport. Uh, anyway, let me know what you think. Yeah, I think those are all good points. I mean, I didn't realize the the real realities of the cost of playing hockey. And I'm sure you could get some decent goalie pads somewhere a little bit cheaper maybe you know 
thousand bucks probably. You know, there's probably secondhand thrift stores and stuff like that. Or old movie sets where you could find a pair of uh, goalie um, stuff. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It'd just be a, it'd be interesting to see. You know, yeah, triple X's aren't any cheaper than the uh, the regular larges. Um, usually, you pay more because you gotta have that extra fabric and stuff. But uh, maybe you wouldn't need it um, if you were a really big guy. You know. You kind of you got nature's padding on you on your arms and stuff like that. So maybe you just you know, if you're that big though, you know, you could probably take a few shots. You know, without, you know, I don't know. Those pucks are pretty hard and pretty fast. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I was talking to one of my friends and he said most of the goalies are you know just kind of thinner fit you know real people on the inside and outside and uh that they have to be you know some of the best athletes on there because i mean if you listen to this just you know go around and stand do a stand first okay and then go to your knees and then back up but try doing that 200 times in a row and that's what goalies do plus the splits plus they got to hold a dang uh, stick to which is hard and then they have the huge other glove that probably weighs a good couple pounds so they're you know they're yeah that'd be hard to uh keep that weight on especially if you're you know a prime time goalie so yeah good calls this week good calls this week i'm excited for um uh, this weekend saint patrick's day daylight savings has come and gone thank god we sprang forward an hour and now we get a little extra daylight, um, which I'm a fan of. And uh, I did see they uh, put or something passed through the Senate about daylight savings time. And uh, if you have any thoughts about daylight savings time, um, you can also hit the hotline 414-214-0372. Um, and let me know what you think about that. Um, I don't know if I made any sense today or if we got anywhere, but. Um, this is what you get sometimes. So, um, I think I'm going to, I'm going to end it on that. Uh, you guys take care, go Hawks, go Cyclones, go you and I men's basketball team. If they're playing in the NCAA tournament and, uh, that's it. <laughs>